And I'm going to try not to swear, guys. <laughs> Promise. I'm yep. doing my best. Mary, Mary, you have that on your screen. I, I have it over <laughs> here on a note. <laughs> <Now carb. laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the Swimming From Home talk show. I'm joined today by Rockwood Swim Club. Um, I'm going to pose a question and then I'm going to let everyone answer and they can introduce themselves, say a little bit about themselves as they answer. Um, so the question we're going to start with today um, is what is something that you were looking forward to that you missed because of, you know, this COVID-19 quarantine? I know for me, uh, it was the men's, women's and men's NCAA championships, um, among other things. You know, I've I've been to the men's NCAA championships every year since 2013, and so this would have this is like the first time in seven years that I don't get to see the, the, the highest collegiate level athletes, um, you know, really their hard year of work pay off. And that was a big bummer, but, um, but that's okay. We're moving forward. So I'll open the floor to y'all. Um, so I, my name is me here. Um, I was supposed to go to NCSA juniors in Orlando, uh, the week of that we had spring break and I've gone every year for the past four years. And I was like, when I went last year, I was supposed to carry on the tradition of like passing on the NCSAs to the next group because this year was an entirely new group with just me coming back from last year. So it's like one of those things where I was looking forward to being able to like show these guys the ropes, like show them what was how the meet went down because it's a it's a huge meet and there's a lot going on at all times and it's very different to what any other meet that I've ever been to and one of the things that I was most looking forward to was just for them because they're all really young group going I mean nothing to do about it and it's I mean we still have plenty of opportunities to help these other guys grow but I think all in all that was probably what I missed the most Uh, hi, my name is Erica. I think the most heartbreaking thing throughout this entire COVID-19 um, virus going on um, was definitely the Wednesday that we were driving up to our sectional meet up in Columbia, Missouri. And my mom and I were about 15 minutes away from the pool when Mary sent out a message to the group chat saying, hey guys, uh, sectionals just got canceled. Um, so that was like, really, really hurting because everyone had like their really cute gear. Like this was our tear shirt that we were given and we were so excited and everyone was so ready. Like all the girls were back from high school season, boys were there. We were all ready to come together as Rockwood and go and have fun. Um, but unfortunately that got taken away from us, but I'm really, really excited for the next meet that we all get to come together um, cause I don't think we're going to take meets for granted anymore. And that's something that I definitely, um, think I did when I was younger and definitely now. And I'm now thinking that every single time that I get a chance to get in that water could be my last. So we got to use what we have. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned out of all of this as well. Besides the tan lines this summer, I, as Mary said, um, I'm missing Central Zones camp. Although I'm really disappointed, I just made it and it got taken away from me, as Mary said. 
I know is for all the swim coaches' safety, for all people's safety. And the sooner we take precaution, the sooner we'll be back out of the COVID-19 quarantine, which I think would be pretty great. <laughs> so I can get those tan lines. Um, I'm Laura. I'm I'm coming at it from two different angles. Um, I'm a middle school teacher and I coach with the swim club. So I think really what I'm just missing most is seeing my kids. Um, I mean, I didn't think it would hit me as hard and I didn't think I would have to go so long without seeing them. So I'm um, just kind of not being able to finish out the spring with all of my swimmers and students has just been really hard for me. Um, and we're just navigating this from home now, you know, so yeah. And Laura would have been one of the coaches for the zone team too. Now that the zone meets have been canceled, she's not going to get that opportunity that you get of sharing with coaches from another area who yeah. all have the same thing, which I think motivates you as a teacher and a coach. Um, I know the swimmers get a lot out of that whole thing, but I think the friendships that coaches make, um, mm -hmm. I too am going to miss going to NC2As. I didn't have a ticket, but I was going to try really hard to get in and watch that meet because we have we have an alum that was going to be seated fairly well but um the main thing that i'm missing is to have contact with these people as they're going through what their you know their daily lives um nobody gets to walk in and tell me oh i had the worst day ever no one gets to come in and tell me oh my gosh my life is so awesome i'm so i don't get that what i get is we're going to do dry land together and not pay attention for the next hour because this is what we can do for training. And it is our, it is our early, it's our preseason and we have to do it. But that daily contact, um, that hello, the, uh, the little things that you take for granted, like practice starts at four, so be in the water by 4.02 or I'm gonna yell at you. <laughs> but that also means I'm going to tell you that I'm going to take the next 58 or an hour and 58 minutes to give you absolutely what I think will get you where you want to go. So guiding them in that personal contact has been something I miss. Um, and I did want to go to Mary. Since when was it okay to get in by 4.02 if you practice starts at four? I thought it was like get in at 3.59. Now, if we were all on deck, we would be racing to get in early. But because everyone's computers will not log on to Zoom at the same time, it's become a 4.02 start time from now. I thought, like I thought you meant swim practice at 4.02. I'm like, that is never allowed. No, that was <laughs> no, no, you are late at 4.02, and I am yelling at you. You're right. And that was me. You're <laughs> And now you're one of the people yelling at them. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think that's a great segue into maybe what could be what could be the next topic, um, which would be how do you feel you have adjusted to this you know new routine of of not really seeing anyone? Um, I know it's certainly brought up a lot of feelings for me, and I know a lot of people I've talked to have described it as a roller coaster. You know, some days you feel all, all right about it, and you're like, okay, I can be productive today. That this you know, this day is going to go well, and it does. And then some days, it's, it's a pretty big low. And, uh, you know, you can get really down. And I, I know there's been a lot of pressure to be productive during this time. And some days, that's really hard. Um, and so what, you know, what, what has it brought up for you all just kind of getting thrown out of normal life? 
Okay, so um, for me, you got it. Sorry. No, you got um, it. <laughs> oh, so for me, um, I have been dealing with a lot of personal issues even before the quarantine started, and I think that after this quarantine started, it just like completely amplified. Like it got much worse for me, and I think like these past couple of weeks have been really, really rough just on me personally. So. It's been really hard to adjust. My grades have been slipping a little bit. Um, I haven't been going to practice as much as I should because it's just one of those things where if I get in a bad mood, I literally cannot like get will myself out of bed to like get up and do anything. So it's been really hard adjusting. And I think one of the main things for me to kind of get out of that is I need to go out and talk to people. Like I need, if it's FaceTiming a friend, just sitting with my parents for an hour, talking about anything, doesn't matter. If you talk about cars, talking about school, talking about relatives in India, you know, this and that. Just sitting there, having that conversation, that dialogue really makes me feel better personally. And I think you can help a lot of other people too. Cause I know it's not just me going through this, it's the entire world. And there are probably plenty of other people who are having it worse than me, who maybe don't even have a place to stay during quarantine, you know, that, but like, it's one of those things where just reaching out to people when you are down, being able to talk, that is something that honestly has helped me the past, in the past week, just the past week helped me a lot. And I've been slowly catching up on school work. I'm going to, the practice but yeah it's just it's been tough and it's i'm still adjusting it's not something that i've been able to do just like that so Mahir, yeah um, what do you think when i reach out to you and say hey i'm missing you today or how are you coming does it make you angry or does it make you realize we care that makes me yeah. what i mean I, I... oh you're cutting out So you guys know, Ava and Erica and Laura know that every time Mahir doesn't show up, one of the, coaches, one of the coaches on the call sends him a message through really you know, good. our acceptance. And I know that even if I say I can't make it, it makes me feel really good. Like, it makes me feel really happy that no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me feel really good to get that message because it like made, it lets me know that you guys actually do care and it's really really comforting even if i can't be there or like sometimes it's just me like i i just don't want to go at all and it's at this point it's like been really bad but at least knowing someone's there for me i know that it makes the transition a lot easier and having people that you know that care about you throughout the entire process that's unbelievable and it's one of the greatest feelings you can ever have Cool. So, thank you, Barry. I'm going to keep bugging you every time I don't see you. <laughs> I know you are. I hope you do. I will. Erica. So I think the biggest thing that I know the first probably two weeks of quarantine, my schedule was completely thrown off the charts. I was staying, like normally I'm in bed by 10 o'clock the latest. And I was staying up till two, three o'clock in the morning, just randomly FaceTiming people, just doing very random things. And I wouldn't wake up till like 10 o'clock in the morning, which is very odd for me. And the first thing that once Mary got these um, group chats and all these Zooms going on, she said, we're having practice at four o'clock. You guys need to get on a schedule. And I was like, 
yeah, I probably need to get a schedule going. So once that happened, I started setting my alarm clock every single day for seven o'clock. I would get going. I would have my breakfast. I would go walk my dog for about a mile um, each time I would walk her. And then I would go and do my school stuff. After all that, if the weather was permitting, I would go outside, do some yard work, get the house ready just for my parents. So it's nice whenever they get home and all that fun stuff. And then I would go to practice and then hang out with my family once they're all home. And I think that's the biggest thing, excuse me. I think that's like the biggest thing that we need to do is try to keep some normalcy and keep a schedule because I know the first two weeks were the hardest for me. And it's because I didn't have a schedule. I was just kind of doing whatever I wanted. And I'm a big schedule person. Like if you look at my planner, it's completely color coded and all that fun stuff. So I'm really glad that I, that Mary has guided me and got me back onto a schedule. And I think I'm doing pretty good now. She's got a planner. That's awesome. <laughs> Ava. Um, Mary's Zoom meetings have helped me so much throughout the day. She always sends out a little thing like, what did you do today? And that makes me, like, I feel so guilty if I don't do anything. So that's encouraged me Same. to go out and go run. And recently I've been running miles around my neighborhood and like tracking my pace and tracking if I can get faster and that could maybe help me in swimming like the endurance and track and just overall help a bunch of stuff so I whenever I just feel so guilty if I don't do anything that's why I do everything over the weekend over those time periods and I feel like I've been a lot healthier over this break I've been not eating out ever I mean like you can't and I've been, I've been, my mom's been going to the store, so you know she'll bring back all the healthy stuff. No, <laughs> and crunch or <laughs> only wheat thins in our house. But um, it's helped me almost. It's great re recovery time since I injured my shoulder. It helps me heal. I've been doing extra, extra PT stretches for my shoulders, and I feel almost as a stronger swimmer, mindfully and strength so it's just it's beneficial but it still sucks that we're not in the pool <laughs> or in the water yeah um I kind of agree with Erica my schedule just went like off the rails like I'm no I'm used to a bell schedule I'm used to going and working out and then heading to the pool so like my days are usually jam-packed and um, for me, it's kind of helped me mentally just because I'm finishing up my master's this month and I'm learning how to teach from home, which is interesting. And um, I think what's really been good for me is um, I get to focus more on like the relationship building um, parts of my jobs um, because I, I just have to get creative with it. Um, like I'm, I'm prepping a bunch of snail mail home to my students and swimmers right now. Um, just because I don't get to see their faces and chat with them during the day. And like, it's the littlest, like, hello and what's up? How's your day going? I don't get to do that with everybody anymore. So it's been hard, but I'm adjusting and I'm just trying to get creative with it. Coleman, uh, Laura has taken over the stretching part of our dry land three days a week. <laughs> it's not her comfort zone. And she's the first to say that she's invented the names of the stretches. <laughs> but, but what we did was I delegated that so that 
she has had a couple of athletes say, hey, can you help me find something to do? I'm riding my bike more, uh, my lower back, you know, just because I know it's not my strong suit. I definitely gave it to somebody that I thought it was. And the athletes, because of the, she swam for us, she's been on our staff for a while. Uh, the trust they're showing her and asking her questions allows her to do her homework and contribute to this group of athletes. And, and you know, next year, if the plan goes as it should, she'll be one of my assistants full time when she's available. But this set the groundwork for something that they could ask Laura for. She's also a good resource for recruiting because she hasn't been out of college that long and she remembers that whole process and it is tough. You know, Erica is, is going through the process right now with a lot of things going on. So that, um, that's one reason why I had her on this too because she kind of got thrown into this. She's mm -hmm. a middle school teacher whose ex-coach said, hey, I need you to find a way to get good at this for our team. And her response was, okay, I'll do it. I just invented these names and <laughs> we go with the, uh, we have a whole new course of yoga. I think it's going to be called quarantine <laughs> yoga and it's got way different things than we used to have, but that's worked out really well for us. So. That's awesome. Um, that brings up kind of an interesting point that, um, you know, maybe for the swimmers, uh, we could discuss because each of you is obviously at a different point in your swimming career, but also kind of looking into your college career. Um, has this changed the way that you have approached your either college swimming or potential college swimming, you know, have, and maybe for Ava, have you, have you looked at colleges more? Are you even thinking about college swimming or, you know, Erica, how, how has this changed recruiting for you? And uh, Mahir, how, you know, have you had less interaction with your team because of this more interaction? Um, how, how is, how is the college uh, uh, horizon looked for you th through this last, you know, four to six weeks? Um, so it was actually interesting. Uh, the head coach at IUPUI, Damien, he set up a Zoom call for all the incoming freshmen, just a way to get information out there. And every single freshman or incoming freshman joined, we were all there. And it was kind of interesting because, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of their faces before because I saw one person on my recruiting trip who committed with me, but the rest I've never seen before. I've seen them, like, they just followed me on Instagram, but that's about it. Like, I haven't had any interaction with them, and I thought that was really cool. Like, that was my first time ever talking to them, seeing their faces, like, live. So I thought that was really cool. And he said that we were going to be, we are going to probably try and do those Zoom meetings every Friday, sometime in the morning, 11 or, like, I think it was 11 last time. I think this week it's going to be around 1 p.m. So it's like, one of those things where I thought it was awesome. He gave us, um, he asked us what we've been doing outside the pool. I had to be honest. I said I hadn't been doing much, but um, <laughs> he also gave us, he also gave us a lot of, um, uh, so what the actual IUPUI kids like who are already in college are doing is they're doing a dryland program set for them by their uh, athletic trainer, by their um, athletic trainer for the pro or for the swim program. And uh, one of my, one of my friends, one of the uh, friends who used to swim at Rockwood goes to IUPUI right now. He told me about exactly like what they're doing, and I was just curious, like, kind of what kind of stuff they're doing. He said he's been doing a lot of running, biking, and then a lot, like, I think three times a week, he's been doing a really like some hard dryland circuits that's given that are given to him by those trainers. So, 
it's good to see that they're still staying in shape. And I really enjoyed looking and seeing all of the, my, all my new friends' faces because, I mean, they're going to be with me for four years. So it's good, good to know them a little bit. And, I mean, we've been keeping in contact through Snapchat, Instagram messages. So it's, I, think, I think I've been a lot in, in a lot more contact with them after quarantine because I think if we were just with friends, I would have just kind of pushed it off, kept going. But I think quarantine made me a lot more in contact with them. I'd have to agree with me here. I think during this whole quarantine, I've um, definitely been able to talk to more people. Uh, Mary and I had a little college talk, I think January maybe. Yeah. And um, we were talking about my career, um, what I wanna do um, with college and all that fun stuff. And then on top of that, swimming. And she gave me a couple people's numbers that um, used to swim on Rockwood, went to college, swam, all that good stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I never had the time to call them, to reach out to them or anything like that. And I was like, well, this is a perfect time. I get to talk to them. They get to talk to me. There's not really much we can do right now. So, I mean, they might want to talk to me. And um, there was two people that I talked to. One um, was a lawyer, and I'm hope hopefully um, becoming a lawyer soon. Um, I talked to her, and everything that I had um, set in place and all that stuff, um, she said is exactly what she thinks would be um, perfect for an attorney, and that really helped me um, – just solidify what I was doing because everyone's asking like, Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Whenever you're talking to your college um, coaches. And I've always said like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to do political science or pre-law, but now I know for sure I want to do political science and it's just easier to talk to my college coaches now um, and just let them know exactly what I want to do because then that, then they know that I'm very serious about my academics and I want to swim for them as well. Um, today at noon, actually, I had a college recruit um, call me and um, he was up at Lawrence in Wisconsin. Uh, really great coach, had a really great talk. Um, and the first question he asked me is like, so how's quarantine going? Um, and it's just like an awkward question. Like, like what what do you mean like quarantine like that's just such an odd thing to think about whenever we had all of these plans set in place I'm like what to say when a coach asks this this and this and then you get a quarantine question and you're like you know living my best life out here doing yard work and yeah. it's just really nice because um I think during this whole quarantine we're not set to a script we're actually who we truly are. And I know uh, the couple of coaches that I've talked to over quarantine have definitely opened up to me as, and I've definitely opened up to them. And I think that's the best thing that has happened because um, I know Laura and uh, Mary, I have a great connection with them. And for me personally, if I kind of like the coach, I'm going to do what they say, um, even though I don't want to do it. Like whenever <laughs> we're doing all these Zoom calls and um, Brad, one of our other coaches, He's coming up with these crazy workouts. And <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, oh God, Brad, what are you doing to me here? And it's just, I'm just so thankful that I have such a great um, team to rely back on. And I know um, exactly what Mahir was saying, how he likes to know that we have people to call to. And I've definitely used that during this quarantine. I've called Mary, I've called Laura, um, just because, it's nice to know that I have someone there for me. Yeah. 
I'm going to give Erica a shout out too, because she helps me with the little kids too. Um, and it's just so fun to like, I mean, we have that connection too. We were, I mean, we swim together sometimes if I come back for a practice and uh, we get to work together and I get to see her be that leader for the kids too. And they have no problem coming up and talking to her, even if they only see her like once every other week or every two weeks. And yeah, and it's, I mean, it's awesome. It's just a different kind of connection, you know? I have definitely looked at colleges that could be a reality, but right now I'm just going to concentrate on my swimming and hopefully college will fall into its place in the next several years. And I'm, I know Mary will help me guide me when the time is right. So I'll see what college is. That's a reality now. Yeah. Gotta make it to high school first. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. That's, that seems like a good call. Totally fair. <laughs> um, all right, I think we might be running out of time. We've got maybe five or 10 minutes left. Yeah, we have um, nine minutes. Okay, perfect. So I guess let's, let's end with, with a favorite swimming story. You know, if you, could, if you could take it to maybe a minute and a half or two minutes, but I have been enjoying hearing uh, everyone's, you know, swimming history or their favorite swimming memory, maybe a favorite race that you've witnessed or that you've just watched recently. You know, I know we've on Swim Swim, we've highlighted a lot of older races from the past few decades. And it's been so fun just kind of seeing those glimpses out of history. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys have a favorite swimming memory or a favorite swim race that you would like to share, I would love to hear it. Um, so I have a really fun memory from NCSAs a couple of years ago. It wasn't a race or anything. It was just me with friends. Oh, we lost him. What? Am I still here? Oh, you, we can hear you now. Okay. 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 So, uh, so I was um, at NCO States a couple years ago. I was rooming with uh, four other boys in a room, and uh, I was going to the bathroom. And as soon as I was done, I was about to open the door, and they go, "Don't open the door. The, the door's gonna fall off. Please don't open the door." And I was like. Oh my God, what did I do? I just broke the hotel room door. <laughs> I was so scared. And they just kept me in there for about five minutes saying, hold on, let me try and fix it. But actually what they did was they unscrewed a vent in between the room, took my phone and put it in the vent and screwed it back on. And then they took a lock, they locked the uh, screwdriver to a lamp so I couldn't open it. And I couldn't find my phone for like four hours and I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, where'd the phone go? I'm like, you guys had to have done something, where'd it go? And eventually they called, they, they called my phone and I'm like, I don't, because I never leave my ringer on. So they call my phone and I hear it ringing. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? And I look in the vent and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I'm like, where's the screwdriver to get this out? And then they're like, oh, it's on the lamp. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's right there. Nope. I try to take the screwdriver and the entire lamp comes up. So I have to pick up the lamp, unscrew the thing off the vent and then get my phone back. And I, I thought that was one of the funniest things that they've ever done to me. And I was, I was, I wasn't even, I couldn't even be mad because it was just like, it was hilarious. Like it was so funny, <laughs> but that's, that's probably my favorite story. Not I much. love seeing, <laughs> I love seeing Mary's face during that entire story. <laughs> um, I think um, the best stories that I have um, from swimming is definitely the get out swims. During our Christmas break, whenever we had like all the college kids come back, and of course the guys wanted to like 
show off that, oh, I've gotten so much better and oh, I'm better than this guy. They were like, hey, they like called each other out and they're like, let's race. And Mary was like, okay, let's race. And um, there were these big dudes and they just went at it. And I, I don't even know who won that race. It was down to like probably fingertips. And it was just so awesome because the entire group was just out of the pool cheering and we were just having the best time and i'm so excited to have some more get out swims so mary you better write some sets with some get out swims okay oh i've had <laughs> lots of time to write sets so yeah <laughs> we'll definitely be wanting to get out oh no ava my favorite swim probably memory i had i have so many memories of just team travel meets but this one it kind of defines me as a person I'm always trying to impress someone, especially boys, at some meets. <laughs> <laughs> and True. I remember there was this really cute Ohio boy at my meet, and I was so nervous. And I was about to swing my 200 back, and I was seated probably seventh at Central Zones last year, 2019. I was probably seated seventh, and I dropped five seconds that day. And I was like so excited because my two back. I was like, oh my, I've improved so much. So then I see the Ohio boy behind my lane and I was freaking out. I end up slowing the race and every single time I turned at that wall, I saw his face and that just motivated me to go faster. And <laughs> I ended up dropping seven seconds from my beginning time and took second place. And Ooh. I got a features cut and it was, I, and, the best part is I was so like exhilarated or whatever after the <laughs> race from seeing him. I was just like, oh my gosh, I win that time. <laughs> it was a crazy not, Maybe not exactly what you thought you would get from my people, but it's very personal. Laura, how about yours? I love Honestly, I think it's just the travel mostly. I mean, and um, in middle school and high school, we went to Florida every year. Um, college, we went to Puerto Rico all four years. Um, I got to go to Canada with the big kids last year um, as a coach, which is, I mean, it's just, I feel like those things are irreplaceable, and they, they taught me so much about myself and responsibility and all that stuff, and they were just the most fun. I can't even, like, pick a specific memory. It was just the travel and, the, and being with my best friends. Coleman, I'm going to share one with you that involves your brother. Yeah, please. Um, back in the day, you know, he swam for Phil, right? And uh, I had a kid swimming named Sean Matthews. Phil was the guy from Canada. And Sean Matthews and your brother make U.S. Open cuts at sectionals, I guess, and we have to fly to New York the next day. Your brother doesn't even really know me. But all of a sudden it was, yeah, come on, Wyatt. We're, we're going to New York. <laughs> we got hotel rooms and airline tickets and we got on a plane and he flew away with somebody that we had the best meet. Such a great experience because um, sometimes when they know you care about your athletes and you know, they know that you're going to put your, you know, arm around them and pull them into your team culture and we're going to go succeed. It was great. You know, I, I, he, I don't think he had any idea who I was, but he still, well, he might've, cause I, I might've been loud on the deck occasionally, 
But uh, that was one of my favorite memories was just how quick we turned that trip around and how much they bought into the success of going up to Long Island and, and how successful that was. And, uh, and your brother was a wonderful to have with us. So anyway, that's oh, one of my favorites. I, that was one of my favorite times because I remember after he had been gone, like, cause so I think like at sectionals, he made the juniors cut and then you went to Orlando and that's then what it was. juniors, juniors in CSA, they made that's the right. New York cut. So he was gone for like two weeks, I think. And so I remember we had like, our, our best friend came over and we had like pizza and cookies and like all the, all the foods you eat after taper. And yeah, we had like all this snack food. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for him when he came home. We did it from juniors. Amazing. But, and I appreciate your taking the time to talk to these people. Uh, this is a rough time for everybody, but you know what? The process is important and we're going to learn how to be stronger mentally. Cause if we've wasted this, this, you know, these weeks, then shame on us. Um, check our Instagram out. This week it's an act of kindness. And, and Ava was the first person to put one up. Uh, check it out. RSCA National. It's a great Instagram. And you'll be proud of these kids. Well, yeah, thank you, Rockwood, so much for taking the time to talk to me. This was uh, a pleasure. And yeah, I hope, I hope we keep helping each other uh, through this weird time and, and uh, keep getting better from it. So thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you guys at four. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.